Hello, hello, friends, and welcome back to yet another episode of Nintendo Gems, the Nintendo podcast where we talk about the games that we are playing. We usually start with the Switch games, and then we'll touch on the Nintendo Gem of the week, a retro game. I am one of your hosts, Brayden, and on the other end of the line, we have the co-host. Hello, I'm Jake. <laughs> I've, I, I've set you up twice like that now. I know, and, right? <laughs> and I feel bad, but... Recording from a distance isn't helping either, but <laughs> speaking of, it's it's sad to have you so far away. It was nice recording those last couple episodes together again. Yes, I agree, but uh, we're trying out a new, a new recording software, so hopefully this goes a little bit smoother than it did when we tried just to do it over Skype. Right, and hopefully it'll have us putting out episodes at a more consistent and timely rate, but... Um, Anyway, let's get into the goodies, shall we? Talk some Nintendo? Absolutely, yeah. All right, man. Um, You want me to start out because I kind of feel like I've been playing a little bit less than you actually this week. I don't know. I don't have too much to touch on. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you go ahead and get that out of the way. I've, I've been playing a whole lot of Nintendo, actually. I've been thinking about oh, that. When we were like getting into record, it's like... I've got like five five games or so to talk about, I think. So, yeah. Cool. No, I'm I'm buckled in. I'll go quick. I've been playing the heck out of Xenoblade, and I, I'm not sure I'm halfway uh, through the story at least, but I have 47 hours in now, and it's been a blast so far, and I'm definitely going to finish it. So I'm, I'm thumbs up on Xenoblade still. Still weird, but thumbs up. <laughs> That's all your Xenoblade commentary for this week? Yeah, I, I don't want to. So no offense, Jake, but I recall your Fire Emblem episodes. It it trickled on into three or four episodes and I'll I'll leave them alone about the Xenoblade for now. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, we did have a pretty extensive conversation last week about it. So I know. Yeah, we'll we'll cut it out. But the other highlight of my Nintendo week was uh, Min Min coming out for uh, the Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Did you have the chance to download her or play as her? I, I have, yes. I have been messing around with Min Min a little bit. What do, you, what do you think about her? So I actually really enjoy the gimmick, quote unquote, that she has, that uh, you, you can change her arms mid-battle and actually that they are independently controlled by the two attack buttons. I think that's a pretty good idea um it's not so competitively i'm by no means a star smash player but from my understanding she's not very competitively viable but she's super fun to play as and i i love her long range and and like i said the rotation of the weapons but what what do you think of her yeah i've got to agree with you um man yeah when i downloaded her i mean i was i'm excited i'm not a big arms guy i've never played it it's uh, you know i'm not really big into fighting games so it's it didn't seem like something that i'd ever really be interested in but i was i was still i'm always excited for a new smash character you know right right Um, so i i uh, downloaded her pretty much immediately and uh yeah my first thought was oh this is not she's she's not gonna be good she's just she's so slow and whenever you you shoot her arms out like she i feel like you miss an attack she's with her. very vulnerable yeah you're dead you know glass cannon mm-hmm. kind of stuff um but a lot of fun right, a lot right. of fun to play as in my opinion i agree and i just saw an interesting comment i think on the smash subreddit that like she can get a 
confirmed kill at with a fully charged side smash she she can get a kill with the wrecking ball at 40 percent, which i think is just oh, wow. crazy and i don't know if anybody has like a confirmed kill quite that low percentage so yeah it's it's know. probably they, that is it, you think it's that one where it like charges up and turns blue oh yes absolutely it's gotta be i, I love i love using that uh, i love using that the wrecking ball i was gonna say uh i guess this is a good time to get into it i've also been playing a lot of smash brothers this week nice. because spending time at the girlfriend's house um a lot and so mm-hmm. that means there's a lot of time sitting on the couch with her mother watching you know true crime shows <laughs> which i can right. only find so interesting but hey i can bring the switch with me and so i was like you know i i recall that if you if you beat the adventure mode in super smash brothers ultimate you unlock the the menu music from all the other smash brothers games <laughs> it was actually last week when i was hanging out with some of my friends and uh this one of my friends was talking about how much he hates the smash brothers ultimate like menu music for some reason and was uh-huh. like oh turn it turn it to brawl turn it to brawl and i was like oh what <laughs> and he was like oh you haven't beaten the adventure mode okay and so i kind of had that sitting in my brain so i was like uh-huh. you know what maybe it's time to revisit it because i played i played the adventure mode when the game came out and was like nope this isn't it chief not for me um so i said all right let's right. let's try it again and uh i think i've probably put at least 10 more hours into it i'm from wow. what i can tell maybe a little over halfway dude when i tell you that we sit here and just watch true crime shows i mean it hey man you remember last remember last episode i said we were watching judge judy or something <laughs> yes. uh, i do the same thing that's my switch time it's great yep so yeah <laughs> a, lot, a lot of time to put into that but uh you know it was a fun little challenge i wasn't sure if i was gonna stick with it at first because you know you unlock characters slowly right you know I, I didn't have any of my mains so i was like messing around with lucario and like mario a little bit captain falcon and mm-hmm. was like eh, i don't know and then i got to a point where it was like oh you can now use dlc characters and i said oh it's over Ooh. and uh i played the entire rest of it as hero and man man oh he just destroyed gosh. you know did you try to get all the spirits along the way or anything or were you just uh charging along to finish the the campaign well i'm kind of just charging along to finish it but it is kind sure. of puzzly because there's a lot of times where you get to a place and it's like you have to have a certain spirit to move along you know like oh there's right. a rock in your right. way so you need you need uh this character with bombs to blow it up or mm-hmm. there's a bus stop here so you have to get Captain from animal crossing um to drive right. the bus or stuff like that so there were a few times where there was something blocking my path and i was like i don't know what to do and i ended up just clearing out like every spirit in the area just searching you know for one spirit so i have not sure. been doing it completely efficiently so to say you know right but yeah i've been putting a lot of time into that like i said hero just destroys there's a lot of times i just can <laughs> kill everything just with his his b specials his side b and all that so but that's it's been right. a lot of fun and then that's where most of my time with min min has been because when uh when i got min min downloaded i was like I've been playing as hero for long enough. It's it's time to time to go in as Min Min, and, and she's been doing pretty all right, you know. But it it does make me wonder. Oh, I probably won't won't be able to do ver- this well against real people, you know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I was gonna say, like, actually, if you've played like you know at least a handful of consistent matches through the story with Min Min, you you might have more experience with her than me. I only did a you know five six rounds of smash with her just against a cpu to try and figure out her attacks 
but yeah, I don't know. She's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's what I was gonna say. She's fun. You know, she's not. I don't know if she'll be great to be determined. Give me a few weeks to get back to to my apartment with all of my friends in in Knoxville, and <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know. You know, and then also uh, just a little shout out. I, I don't. I don't. I feel like people sleep on the uh, the me costumes, but uh, I love them, especially for series that aren't represented already, such as. I've right. got the Altair costume for the Mii Sword Fighter from Assassin's Creed because sick. It makes me be like, oh, hey, cool. Look, I'm playing as Altair. You know, even though I'm not. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I've got Cuphead. I've got Sans. Uh, and so, of oh, course, cool. I, I had to buy Vault Boy because. Oh, I, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was a little bit disappointed there wasn't any Fallout music because Cuphead and Sans both came with a music track, which was right. really cool. But no Fallout music. But I, now, now I've got Vault Boy, so I got that Fallout representation. Cool. You gonna be a gunner? Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's uh that's the only one that it works for is just me gunner. Oh, very good. But I I don't play me brawler, but I do I do consider myself to be at least okay as me sword fighter and me gunner, which aren't really viable characters. But hey, put me in a four v four and and I can do okay with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Uh. You're making me want to play Smash, but I have Xenoblade <laughs> Chronicles to finish, and but that's it. That's actually though we're done with what I've been playing. It's those two, um, and I'm kind of oh, just yeah. swapping the carts out every once in a while. It's uh, it's, it's about time for Jake Ramble time again. I <laughs> know, uh, but you have a good list of games that I have questions about. So, Absolutely. Uh, whenever you're ready, sir. Alrighty. Well, uh, I guess to start it out, maybe going quote-unquote furthest back in what i've been playing um i played this game on playstation but it is a switch game as well so i can't speak to the switch port but mm-hmm. i can't speak to the game itself i i reviewed uh spongebob squarepants battle for bikini bottom rehydrated okay and uh it was a lot of fun i ended up giving it a 7.5 i believe again on the playstation not the switch but i i'd say they're all pretty mm-hmm. consistent across versions I loved that game when uh, when I was a kid, and so I was really excited when they announced they were going to be remastering it, remaking it, whatever. And yeah, I ended up picking it up and having a fantastic time with it. That's really good to hear. Uh, did you play this game as a kid, though? You said you did, right? Yes. On the GameCube, is that correct? Yes, sir. And so how would you compare this experience with the game to your original or even going back to the original game, like what have they improved? What's what's the difference? Oh, it's pretty much the exact same thing. If anything, they they <laughs> they took out things that people liked actually, because Battle for Bikini Bottom became oh. big recently because of the speedrunning community. Okay. And there was a there were a bunch of like kind of glitches in there that let people speedrun, and there was like an infinite money glitch basically, and they took all those out. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it is exactly what I remember, except a, a heck of a lot prettier, you know? Well, that's good. I'm The reason I'm asking that is because I did not play it on the GameCube, and I actually went and I was kind of considering it uh, for potentially one of the next couple games I play, but I looked at some trailers, and just even the gameplay doesn't really seem like my style. And so how I guess I'm kind of curious how much of the enjoyment you're getting is nostalgia to the GameCube, and how much of it is like an actual good game? Well, you know, it's probably a mixture. Part of it is nostalgia. I I do love a go to 3D platformer, so there's that. And also, I'm a mega SpongeBob fan, so right. you know, 
I, I get I get a kick in nostalgia from playing it. Uh, like I said, I love 3D platformers and I love SpongeBob. So it's kind of like kind of like the perfect storm there for me. But I, I'd say it's legitimately I'd say it's legitimately a good 3D platformer. It, it, if you enjoy the first three seasons of SpongeBob, it is mm-hmm. like playing those, you know, because it's all. Oh, that's, that's it, cool. the game, yeah, The game came out in 2003. So that was the height of like good God. SpongeBob. Um, and right. the, they didn't change any of the story. All the voice acting is the exact same. So all that, that is, is is exactly how it was. So I was I was laughing a lot playing this game, but I I really do think it's a good 3D platformer. But it's it's basic, you know. The combat's just you press the attack button and they die in one hit. You know that kind of sure. stuff. Sure. Yeah, and that's okay. I I just I didn't quite know what I was going to get into and I'm glad I watched the videos cuz I don't think that'll be the purchase that I make. Um but I no, I'm genuinely glad that you you seem to like it a whole lot and it has a big fan base as well as a basically a GameCube classic. So, uh I'm just yeah. the, the the grumpy old one. <laughs> yeah, it's uh and I mean, it's not perfect. I love that it is $30 cuz that it feels like it's worth $30. That's true. That's it would have been it would have been way too much if it was 60 because I mean, first of all, the game isn't all that long. If you're just playing through it straight, it'll probably take you between 8 and 12 hours to beat. Okay. Maybe even less than that, honestly. And then to complete it, it's like 15 to 20 hours. And okay. then huh. it also it feels like a GameCube game, you know? So uh, parts of it do feel very dated. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there are there are in NPCs in the background that just look off model. And it's like, what are you doing here? You're just standing there. Clearly, clearly it's a relic of a, of a GameCube game. You know what I mean? Right. It feels old in those ways. The, uh, the marketing really pushes the, uh, the new multiplayer mode, which is based off a multiplayer mode that was supposed to be in the original game, but uh, was cut. So they were like, oh, oh wow. cut okay. content the original. Cool. It, it's back. But the multiplayer mode is like really bad. Is it like a battle? It's, uh, it's like a horde mode, basically. It's two players. And you can play as like seven or eight different SpongeBob characters, whereas you can only play as like three in the main game. But Mm -hmm. it just feels unfinished. Like there's, it's like missing sound effects and none of the characters talk. Oh, weird. You know what I mean? So during the main game, SpongeBob, Patrick, and Sandy are always like quipping, like, oh, that's what you get when you mess with the sponge, you know, stuff like that. But there's, there's nothing like that. Everybody's just silent and it feels like there's like a lack of sound effects and it's just, a horde mode and the combat is not what you're going to play these kinds of games for, you know? So sure. I played, I don't know. I played like 30 minutes with clay actually. And uh, he was like, can we stop? Cause this is boring. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Well, that's fair. Yeah. So, you know, the horde mode's not great. It, it feels like an old game, um, which is why I didn't give it higher than a, a 7.5. But I do think that if you, sure. if you did like this game when you were younger, or if you really liked SpongeBob, if you're in the mood for a shorter experience, that's, you know, a throw. we don't really get 3D platformers like this anymore. We do sometimes with games like A Hat in Time and such, but it feels like, it feels like something we don't get anymore. So if, if you're looking for something like that, I think this game is worth your time, especially for $30, and especially when it inevitably goes on sale. Like if you can get this game for $10, $15, what a steal, Ooh. you know? There you go. And you'll you'll probably be able to do that by like December, I'm sure. Wait for that Christmas sale. So that is one game that I've been playing. 
Um, cool. I'll just touch lightly on this one. Um, you mentioned it, I feel like, over text to me. Uh, I also reviewed Burnout Paradise Remastered. Yes. Which I had actually never played before. I'd always heard people talk about Burnout Paradise um, as kind of like the racing game for people that don't like racing games. But I was I was a little bit skeptical. But no, I, I picked it up and I, I messed around with it. And it's a lot of fun. It, it definitely is the racing game for people that don't like racing games. It's very arcadey. Very, you know, uh-huh. every every stop sign, every well, every stoplight that you go to in, in Paradise City is a new challenge, whether it's a race or a demolition thing, <laughs> um, you know, some some kind of new challenge. There's a bunch of cars yeah. and motorcycles and trucks to unlock. There's a bunch of tricks you can do, a whole bunch of stunt areas. It's a lot of fun. I would say do not buy it at full price. Uh, I believe it's yeah. $50, which is a bit outrageous. This is where I, I feel... I feel blessed to have been given a, you know, a review code for it. Sure, yeah. Because like, no, it's not worth $50, <laughs> at least to me. That is, that is a really hefty price tag for a remaster for a game that I, at least I didn't ask for. That was off my radar. It seems like they would develop like a new racing game for the Switch or something. But I, I, I did, I do like the game though. I played it back on the 360 and I thought it was super cool. The, the thing that sticks out in my mind, which tell me if i'm correct but the slow motion crashes like if you, yes. you just like crush through cars and cars go flying and parts go but it's all in slow motion and so satisfying yes and it that's is. What, I, what i ended up doing most of the time anyway is just driving through the city and smashing stuff up yeah that's one thing i, I forgot about that i did put that in my review i was like the game actually it feels like in most racing games it feels like crashing is like hot you lost start over you know what i mean but in this game it's right. like it feels like a reward almost like, wow, look at that. You were going 200 miles an hour and you destroyed your car. Isn't that awesome? Let's watch it. You know, that kind of yep. stuff. So, and I will say that I feel like the switch is the perfect place for this game. Cause also huh. uh, last week, my, my girlfriend had multiple doctor's appointments that we had to go to. So I was sitting in lobbies for like 30 minutes and it sure. was perfect for that to just pull out, put on a podcast and just race around for 30 minutes you know i think yeah, it's awesome. it's because you don't have to worry about a story or anything you don't have to it, you don't have to give it your full attention you know it's perfect for bus rides uh you know break time at work stuff like that you know little little bursts like oh I'll, i don't have a lot of time to really dive back into xenoblade but hey i can put 20 minutes into burnout you know Ooh, i think it's perfect, perfect for that right so except it's 50 dollars yeah, which uh, I I, mean, I give it an eight because we're told not to put the price of a game into our reviews. You could get immense enjoyment out of a five dollar game, whether you mean it to or not. Uh, it's judging the game on its price, kind of its value of a yeah, game. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and, and a lot of people, there's been a lot of argue recently. I don't know if you saw this, but there was a lot of argue arguments recently about game length. Yeah, yeah. Whether- 40 hours makes it a good game or not. Right. Uh, controversial slash incredibly popular games journalist Jason Schreier uh, came out on Twitter and just tweeted, games are too long. And oh my gosh, the internet blew up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because a that. lot of, yeah, because a lot of people were like, oh, you're so entitled and you think you can do, you can say whatever you want or whatever. But uh, I mean, he has mm-hmm. a point. It's taken me four months to get through persona five royal and i'm still not through it <laughs> you know right. so point is i i wouldn't pay 50 dollars for burnout remastered but if you feel like you must it's a good game 
and and it's a a great game at like twenty or thirty dollars. <laughs> right, right, and that's and no judgment, but that's just more my speed. That's in my budget, I think. That's more my budget. So there we go. Right, that's right, a right, polite right. way to say it. <laughs> All right, what else on. you been playing? I dabbled a little bit. I, I don't want to stay on this for too long, but did you play Pokemon Cafe Mix? No. Okay, that's just that's like the new phone slash switch game. That's like a Pokemon puzzle game. They have all these like match three esque games. I played that for like ten mm-hmm. minutes. Seems fun. I don't know. I don't have much to say about it. Seems like feels like a phone game, even though it's on the Switch. You know, lots of microtransactions and such. Right. But yeah, and then I guess I guess the Nintendo game that I've spent the most time with recently, because those other two games have it's been about a week now. But uh, I've been putting a lot of time into Ninjala. Okay, the the free to play Splatoonish game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm pretty sure this was announced in a direct in like 2018 or something. Um, but I've had my eye kind of mm-hmm. on it because, like you mentioned, it looks like Splatoon to me. Um, just kind of the art style right. and everything. And I love Splatoon. Love, love, love Splatoon. Um, so mm-hmm. I was like, all right, color me interested. Um, and so when it came out the other day. Uh, I picked it up. It's fr- it's free, like you said. And right. uh, honestly, man, you know I really like it. I I want to love it. I'm I'm almost to loving it, but I I really like it. it. It's a really good game. It's a lot of fun. What's the problem? What what holds you back? Um, I mean, it just feels like it feels like it needs some polish. It needs a little if if it needs a okay. little bit more work. Um, now the game is free, like we've said multiple times. Um, there are of course. I don't want to say a lot of microtransactions, but there are microtransactions. It reminds me most of games like Fortnite or Apex Legends, where it's completely free to play, but uh, there's tons of like cosmetics and stuff that you can buy. Right. So there's like a battle pass where uh, if you buy it and you level up, you get like way more rewards and stuff. But of course, all right, the rewards right. are, you know, cosmetic. They don't, That's they don't good. affect. That is comforting. Uh, that you can't buy your way to the top. Not that I right, figure yeah, yeah. a modern game would. But there's also a like story mode that you can buy. Um, they only have one chapter oh. out. It's it's ten dollars, but until July tenth or something like that, it was on sale for five dollars. So uh, okay. we asked for review codes for that, and they didn't give it to us. But uh, I bought it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. And yeah, I don't know. The story is kind of lackluster. So there's that. I guess I should have expected that, but you know. Got my hopes up for nothing. But and then the thing the thing that's holding me back from like really loving the gameplay is when as opposed to Splatoon, this is like a melee combat game. And there's uh three different weapon types right now with little variations in those weapon types. Um and each of them have their strengths and weaknesses, mm-hmm. and a lot of it is skill-based, but there is a parry system in the game okay. that occurs whenever two players do the exact same thing like so if you both try and hit each other at the same time you know Mm -hmm. and it basically goes into a rock paper scissors type showdown where it's like you can press left left or right up or down uh and you know left and right beats down and down beats up and up beats left or right you know that kind of thing which sounds yeah yeah yeah. but it makes a lot of deaths feel like you it was luck based. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. Because a, a lot of the times when I, because when you lose one of those, you're basically screwed. You know, it's like, all right, well, you're dead. Your shield's broken. Because, you're, you're... And, right. 
yeah. and they're they're just going to combo you to death and that's it mm-hmm. for that life unless you get like lucky and someone else comes in and tries to kill them and you can escape um <laughs> so a lot a lot of these deaths really did feel a lot a lot of deaths in that game really do feel like oh i just got unlucky which is is not something you want from an online game in my opinion you know um so yeah. that that was a, a big thing that was that was really holding it holding me back also i don't know if this was my wi-fi or the servers but uh it would take a long time to get into games sometimes you know interesting but uh do you know if the player count it's got to be pretty high yeah they already have had over a million downloads so dang I don't know how many how many of those people downloaded it, played it for a few seconds, and dipped. I don't know. It seems like there's a lot of people playing, and I feel like it has a lot of potential to to become the next big game because it's a lot of fun. Uh, I love the art style. I love the characters. I love all the customization. I love the gameplay. Uh-huh. Outside of that parry system, it is a ton of fun. You know, shooting people with gum and you fighting drones and stuff to level up as as you try and beat other players whether you're playing battle royale or team like deathmatch basically i think it's a lot of fun so i feel like it's got a lot of potential but it's uh it's just it's just missing it's just missing a little bit i guess i should ask you what do you think is a better clash uh you know same attack clash mechanic should you have to mash a as fast as possible or spin your thing as fast as you can and fill a meter or is paper rock scissors and luck better i think something like that even though i wouldn't necessarily say that's great but i would say something like that would be better than than the luck because i mean it happens really frequently you know like it's not like oh you're gonna run into this every once in a while it's every single time you run into an enemy you 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 get into this clash you know what i mean you okay a parry will be initiated so it's like mm-hmm. every single encounter, the end of it feels like, all right, this was luck based. Unless, of okay. course, you, you are able to sometimes if you have a better weapon or you're able to catch them in like a, a trap or something, then you can mm-hmm. get the upper hand on them like that. But if you're just there is one player over here and another player over there and they just run straight at each other, they're going to clash. And that happens for the majority of fights. So I don't really know. You know, I'm not a I'm not a developer. So I don't know. I don't know what the better solution would be, but uh, I I certainly don't like this. <laughs> okay. Well, you've almost convinced me to add that to my rotation with uh, Xenoblade and Smash. Uh, yeah. Hey, man, it's it's free. So you might as well download it and hey, play a game or two. That's very true. I, I ought to at least give it a shot. Yeah. So uh, I also reviewed that. I think I... I gave that one a 7.5 as well because it's good, close to being great, but just missing a little bit. I do think the characters and the art style and the music are all really good. The characters are really cute. Not too derivative? I don't think so. I I mean, I see the comparison, <laughs> but, you know, it definitely, yeah. when you get into it, it feels very different, you know? Okay. Uh-huh. The world, cool. Fair enough. especially the gameplay, it all feels very different than Splatoon. It doesn't feel like a Splatoon ripoff. Yeah, I'll let you off. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's just about everything I've been playing. The, those three games and uh, and Smash Brothers. I mean, I don't know. I've dabbled in that jump rope game. You know what I'm talking about? No, which one? Nintendo's developed free jump jump rope game. 
No, but it doesn't use the Joy-Con? Yeah, I can't believe you missed out on this. Yeah, because it, it, it just dropped randomly like two weeks ago or something. It's called Jump Rope Challenge, and it's just this bunny on a screen. And it's like, jump, do 100 jump rope jumps every day or more if you want. And it's just a bunny on the screen and you just hold your two Joy-Cons and you just act as if you're jump roping and it counts. And when you get to 100, it's like, great job. Do you want to keep going? And you can or you cannot. And that's that's the whole game. Wow. And and it's it caught people's attention because it's developed by Nintendo, you know? Breaking news. Nintendo cures obesity. <laughs> you know, speaking of that, man, I've been dying to get my hands on Ring Fit Adventure. Have Have you played that at all? No, I haven't had the chance to. We had a handful of copies at, at Target, but uh, I think they're they're long gone at this point. Oh man, I am. I've been keeping my eyes out here in Florida, and I noticed like every GameStop back in Tennessee seemed to get one like this week, and mm-hmm. I, I check every single day for the ones here, and they just don't have it. And I want one so bad because from what I hear f- from people, is it's actually a good game and a good workout. And uh, that sounds yeah, like yeah. exactly what I need. That the game portion is is the the motivation that I need to actually exercise. You know, I, I totally understand. That's cool. Uh, well, I'll keep my eye out. <sighs> you just can't find it anywhere, man. Kind of like the Switch itself. Right. Still, still high demand. Uh. All right. What do you think? Should we get into this week's Nintendo? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Uh. I'll let you do the honors. Yeah, so this week uh, for our Nintendo, we are talking about uh, the Generation 1 uh, Pokemon games on the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Um, so we're talking Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, and Pokemon Yellow. hey oh, finally getting some Pokemon action in here. I guess we did have that spinoff episode that one time. But uh, but yeah, we're going to talk about Pokemon. Yes, yes, yes. I love love Pokemon so much. Uh, I was obsessed with it when I was a kid. I was I was fully into the the Pokemon craze, um, especially from from Gen One to Gen Four, five ish. Uh, I kind of fell off during X Y Sun and Moon, and of course I got I got really big into Sword and Shield. We can debate on whether or not that game is is good. <laughs> I guess I don't really think it's all that good because you know the big expansion came out, and uh, I did not think it was worth my money. <laughs> so. I mean, it might have been, but I, I was like, man, do I really want to go back to Pokemon Sword yeah. and Shield right now? No. So, but yeah, no, we're talking Gen 1, the OGs. Red, blue, and green, kind of. Yeah, I mean, green, green's a, green is, is a foreign game. I have never touched a green. I have not either, but I used to want one so bad as a kid for some reason, even though like I, I couldn't read, play it, whatever. Are you big, uh, you big Bulbasaur, Venusaur guy? Yes, he genuinely Bulbasaur was always my starter. I can understand which that. Make fun of me for? <laughs> I mean, the the grass starters always get thrown under the bus. Butt of a joke. I've but... always been a, a water starter kind of guy myself. So hey, at least I'm not a at least I'm not a fire guy. I've been like, oh, Charizard is the best. I'm so glad Charizard is in every single game. Right. Um. But so you weren't born when these games came out, were you? B- barely. <laughs> <laughs> I believe they came out what in year? America in '99, and and I was I was born in '99, so technically yes. U.S. release date September 28th, 1998. Oh no, really? Yeah. Dang, I guess I guess or I wasn't alive then. Red and blue, and then I I could, I'd imagine maybe uh you could be thinking of yellow because it it was a you know it came later on. But yeah, so 
I guess I wasn't alive. I, I put a lot of time in the, into this game, nevertheless. Yeah, so what was your primary console to play it on? My brother and I, when we were five, well, I was five or something, we got our Game Boy Colors. So I actually missed the Game Boy to play it on. So I skipped straight to Gold and Silver. That came with my Game Boy Color. And then I guess I was probably a, a young teenager before I finally looked back and I thought, I should play red and blue. So I, I have red now and I I ended up playing that, you know, on like my my DS or something because that's how how far technology had come. But <laughs> right. um, but yeah, what what would what was your first experience with it? Um so it was probably when I was four or so. Um my dad had a Game Boy Color that he gave to me pretty early on in my life. Oh, that's um, and cool. that's 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 how I played these these games. I never knew your dad you know, dabbled. Yeah, I think that was the last and and perhaps the only time he okay. dabbled. <laughs> I don't know about before that, but no, I definitely had a Game Boy sure. Color that was his um, that had like cool. Frogger and Donkey Kong Country on it. Very cool. Sorry, go on. Yeah, so the game that I actually got when I was like four was Pokemon Yellow. So from the Gen mm. 1 games, that's the one that I spent the most time with. And then, I don't know. I never wanted to go back when I was a kid and play the other ones because I was like, dude, Pikachu follows me around in this one. Why would I want to go to a game where I don't have Pikachu following me around? I 100% sympathize. That is fair enough. But then, of course, it made the like first gym feel impossible, you know, because it's pretty sure the first gym. Yeah, the first gym is Brock. And so it's like rock type. And even though in the anime, you know, Pikachu beats Onyx somehow, that's a, it's not how it works right. in the game. <laughs> not you had at to, all. It's brutal. You had to catch a Pidgey and really, uh, really grind with that Pidgey to get yeah fly attack flying attacks right right right. But uh, yeah, that's that's the version that I spent the most time with, um, as opposed cool. to Red and Blue. Uh, like kind of like you, I I've dabbled with Red and Blue on like the DS, I think the 3DS, um, mm -hmm. eShop just just a little bit. I, I have never done a, a oh, okay. full playthrough of those, but uh, Yellow Yellow was my jam as a kid. So in the course of this show, we'll talk about all of the mainline Pokemon games at some point, I'm sure. But uh, you've mentioned that Gen 2 is your favorite. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. So how do you think how do you think this game compares to all of all of the ones that you've played? Have you played all the Pokemon games? Yes, I genuinely think I've played them all. Um, I haven't touched all of the quote unquote special versions like yellow and uh, then it was like diamond. It no, it was whoa, whoa. Crystal. Crystal crystal and then emerald and etc yellow crystal emerald platinum uh and then there uh -huh. wasn't there hasn't been one like since then basically i get well i guess they make sequels now so after platinum was black and white and uh we got black two and white mm -hmm. two um which are kind of like upgraded right. versions but from what i remember black two and white two felt very different but then again they were was, they were continuations of the story, I'm pretty sure. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember it feeling not like platinum or emerald. It felt like its own. Right, game. right. But then, but then you've exactly. got oh sure, I agree. Right, then you've got X and Y, which didn't have any kind of upgraded version. There was just X and Y, mm -hmm. um, and then there was Sun and Moon, and they had Ultra With Ultra Sun, Sun and Moon, and those are definitely like platinum or, or emerald. You know what I mean? They're just like right, upgraded, right. but basically the same game. But yeah, and I, I kind of doubt we're going to be getting something like that with Sword and Shield because we're getting DLC. But right. all that to be said, those are all the those are all the special editions that you may or may not have missed. That was a, that was actually really enlightening and informative, and you know, just clarifying. 
But of course. Yes, I've also played every generation. I think I skipped Ultra Sun and Moon, um, but I've been did, did pick up Shield. So I uh, I don't know how you would count that. I guess I've played every Pokemon generation roughly, and I think it still stacks up as one of the most consistently well put together Pokemon games. There are features that are old and make the game kind of clunky and a little more difficult to move around the world for example you know it's it's just they've made things more convenient in newer versions but this game is just tight it it's not a 40 hour game necessarily like we were saying earlier i don't know it, it's it's a very complete package that uh I, it's not the best but it's it's probably at least half you know the middle the median if not a little better than average on the pokemon scale i wonder how much of uh people our ages affinity for gen one of pokemon is nostalgia Mm -hmm. you know because i would think oh my gosh those games are so much better than you know what we've got now or it's so much better than x y sun moon black white sword shield but uh right are they you know what i mean um they're definitely solid they're uh they're simple there's a lot less there you know there's a right like the fact that there's like three ghost type pokemon in the whole game and that's it like what you made a whole you know <laughs> right. what i mean like they made a whole type for three pokemon uh-huh like, was that necessary <laughs> i don't know like ghost type pokemon like if if i'm not remembering incorrectly it might not be ghost type, but there's one type in that game that just sucks. I'm pretty sure it is ghost type. It's like unusable. Um, and like uh-huh. psychic type is like super overpowered because it just like beats everything. So there's like, it's definitely unbalanced, I would say. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I love it. I think it's, I think it's one of the best. And again, I will, I will fully say that that's probably due to nostalgia, but I love the music from those games. I love the, mm-hmm. the map. I love Kanto. Um, I love all the, the Ooh, characters. Can we talk about one thing that I do not like? Yeah. The sprites, man. The sprites were ugly. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Especially the ones that are in the, uh, like, PC or the when you're looking at your team. Oh, oh, absolutely. Like, the yeah, the miniature versions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they have a bunch of, like, they didn't... It was before they made unique ones for every Pokemon. So they uh-huh. have, like... A, a, a certain amount of just generic looking ones yeah it, 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 this is a poor example but bell sprout would end up with like the tauros looking little yes 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 little mini icon and you're like what the heck how are they how is that even close but you know yeah I, that's what i was gonna say actually i was gonna bring up tauros because i feel like there is one that looks exactly like tauros that they just used for a whole bunch of them oh yeah i i, I i'll agree with you there okay so kind of, this is definitely tapping into like my edgy teenage years and like oh i'm like mysterious and i'm i know cool things missing number oh yeah Did yeah you ever missing get into no? that uh not really yeah oh, I, I mean man. obviously you know i know about missing no because it feels like you know who doesn't but like eh. yeah dude i wrote a fan fiction about it no way (laughs) i absolutely did i wonder if it exists anywhere but yeah like i mean i was captivated by the idea that like these glitch so let's let's pause and rewind and maybe explain it a little bit yeah yeah cool um so missing no 
all kind of one word, missing no N-O, period, is essentially a glitched Pokemon that you are more or less able to capture um, through a series of glitches and exploits that kind of breaks the game and lets you encounter the the missing number is what the name is missing number have you ever looked for him yourself no like i like what i was saying earlier like i get it like i probably if, if i would have been you know maybe five to, to ten years older i might have been really into it but i've never been a kind of person that whenever i hear about a glitch in the game that i have to find it myself you know what i mean mm-hmm. i'm always like oh that's interesting and and that's it for me you know <laughs> I, that's fair, but I don't know. I was just so like there was copy pasta about it, and like you know myths and like ooh it's haunted, and that's not the truth at all. Like it's just a glitch that you can catch this goofy looking pixelated Pokemon. Right. Um, but the fact that the methods to encounter them were so specific and ritualistic, it did feel creepy, and just I don't know altogether. And and the the sprites were all garbled, and buildings were on top of trees, and people were in the water. You know, it messes up your game. And so right. I, it, it's just exciting to me. And it was. It was exciting to me. But that's not how you're supposed to play Pokemon either. <laughs> for sure. But hey, I can't fault you for doing that. It's, <laughs> it's definitely neat, you know? Yeah. And nothing similar has been achievable in any Pokemon game since, I don't think. I don't think Missing Number exists in any Pokemon games except for Red and Blue. I don't think so. There's other glitches and stuff that you can do in other Pokemon games, but Missing No is very unique, especially because, you know, it came out at the dawn of the internet age, so it was before everything could be just completely debunked. And even video games, where it's still kind of felt in their infancy, even though they've been around for a long time, it was still like Mm -hmm. glitches. Mm -hmm. Glitches back then definitely felt more like, oh, this is so mysterious. Why is this here? Whereas now it's like, oh yeah, that's a glitch. You know what I mean? Programmers suck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Okay, um, who is your favorite Pokemon? Ooh, uh, from Gen 1 specifically? From Gen 1? I think so. I mean, (sighs) from Gen 1, I'll I'll probably just have to be basic and say Squirtle. I I really love Squirtle. I love that. uh, Mm -hmm. I love all the water, the water starters. Not all of them, but normally I go for the water starter. So... I gotta love. I gotta say, I love Squirtle. My favorite Pokemon uh, overall is also a starter. It's it's Mudkip, but Mudkip and Lucario oh. are definitely my two favorite Pokemon. Very nice. I think we've we've talked about Mudkip before, but right, right, right. Yeah. But uh, yeah, from Gen One, I mean, I love a lot of them. You know, Caterpie, mm-hmm. Butterfree, Weedle, um, Rattata, Dude, Pidgey. There, there's many... so many so many great Pokemon in Gen One. Well, and at the time, they were all iconic. You know what I mean? Right. Now we're like, oh, that Pokemon looks just like Pidgey. And that's like, duh, because that was the first bird Pokemon. Exactly. And at the time, you know, that was incredibly unique. Not many monster games around at right. that time. And you say at the time, but like, I would still say even now, pretty much if you were one of the one first 151 Pokemon, like you still have much more notoriety and much more quote unquote fame than a Pokemon from Gen 6 would, you know? Oh, no doubt. Even Gen 2. I, I think there's, you know what I mean? I think there's people right, that would yeah. know who Pikachu is, uh, or or even maybe a more obscure Gen 1, but then have no knowledge of the rest. 
Exactly. Yeah. And, and and that's something that's really cool about Pokemon just, and even playing Pokemon on red, blue, and yellow is to think about, can you imagine getting Pokemon red the day it came out? And I know when it came out here, it was already being pushed as like, Oh, this is the next big thing. You're going to want this. Right. Like, or maybe, maybe not even that maybe six months before it came out in America, you get a Japanese import of Pokemon red or Pokemon green. Like, mm-hmm. can you imagine what that was like? Like playing this game before it was an international, you know, phenomenon genre being born. Right. Like, that is I don't incredible. know. I can't even imagine. Cause it, it's crazy how Pokemon still feels almost as popular today as it was back then. Of course, not as popular because that was like the it thing for kids for like a few years. Um, But because of things like Pokemon Go and obviously Pokemon Sword and Shield sold incredibly well, like it Mm -hmm. it says a lot about the brand that back then you can watch a lot of videos and stuff. People were like, oh, this is the fad. You know, give it a few months, give it a few years. It'll be gone. And here we are 20, Uh 22 years later, 23 years later. And uh, it's still trucking along. Pokemon Go making millions of dollars each year. Pokemon Sword and Shield being one of the the quickest selling Switch exclusives. Like, it's just very interesting how how the Pokemon IP itself has been so has has lasted so long. You know, absolutely. And yeah, killed so many similar, not killed, but you know, beat so many similar concepts. Uh, right along yeah, the way Dig- i'm thinking digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh and um similar kind of fad type you know IPs. right sure. because like like though digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh still exist today they are far more niche than than pokemon is because like i love digimon i'm really looking forward to like digimon survive which is the next big digimon game that's coming out but that's like i said it's a niche is that game the kind of tactical rpg Game? yeah and it's supposed to be like really dark like your digimon can like die yes i'm uh, i'm super stoked about that yeah yeah like i'm i'm here for it but uh but yeah i don't know pokemon red blue and yellow you know they're classics it's not something that i'm going to go back and play a lot like i will play mm-hmm. i'll play gen 3 any day before i'll play those or i'll play fire red and leaf green any day you know oh, before beautiful you ever played those Oh yes, uh, be- beautiful adaptations of these same games, the red and blue games. Yeah, except they've got you know Gen two and Gen three in it, sort of. Do you not like that? I kind of thought it was cool being in the same, you know, being in Kanto, but still, I think you might have to trade them in or something, or it's post game, perhaps. I think you can only catch the first one hundred fifty one uh, until you beat the Elite Four, and then some areas open up where there's like the new generations. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't played those games in a while, so I don't want to speak too definitively on that, but uh, yeah, me either. All that to be said, I, I would, I would rather go back and play those before I would play the original gen one games. Um, but sure. I think they're great for what they are. And here's a good question. Would you say that these games hold up? Have they, have they withstood the test of time? Yes. Yes, I think so. I think the formula is like rock solid. And oh, yeah. And I mean, even I. Ah, but you mean the package and all you mean the graphics, the. Yeah, yeah. Like, would you. OK, I mean, no, I, if, I, if. 
you're right. If I was going to tell somebody play red or blue or fire red or leaf green, I'd definitely go fire red, leaf green. Right. That, that, that's all I was trying to say. Is like, I love these games, but also like, would I go back and play them? Probably not. Would I tell someone you right. need to go play this? No. You know, only, mm-hmm. only if you yeah. really want to see the series roots. And honestly, uh-huh. Uh-huh. this might be controversial for me to say to you, but I might even say the same about gold and silver, especially because the real best games in the Pokemon series, heart, gold, and soul silver exist. Maybe we'll talk about them one day though. That is hands down best best game ah dude heart gold so good we'll talk about it yeah that's we we've gotta yeah cover those at some point but but for today we're talking about grandpappy red and blue (laughs) um but yeah i think i think that just about wraps us up on that yeah i feel pretty good about it yeah happy to happy to induct the first generation of pokemon games into the nintendo gems hall of fame Hall of Gems. Ooh, nice. I like that. Yeah. Welcome to our gem collection. Well, all right, guys. <laughs> um, I kind of think that kind of, yeah, wraps it up for us. What do you think? I, I'd say so. Anything you want to plug before we take off for, for this episode? Finally, I don't know if you've been including this, but finally we've got our Twitter up and running. It is is brand Ooh. new. We It's at Nintendgems because uh, uh, we, we picked wow. a good name. Yeah, nobody nobody yes. has, has thought of Nintendo Gems yet. So not at, at all. Nintendums, at Nintendo Gems on Twitter. Follow us. Uh, we'll post probably semi regularly. Like obviously we'll post whenever there's a new episode. You'll get little insights from us. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I tweeted a little thing about Min Min. We're super out. funny. Oh, we're hilarious. Trust us. Yeah. <laughs> um, you obviously follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can listen to us on Spotify. All of your Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to us on there. If you want to find me, I am at Jakey Wakey on Twitter. Recently changed my, which is J A K E Y W A K E Y Y. Jakey Wakey with two Y's. You can follow my adventures also on Facebook at Jake Yoder Entertainment Journalist. You can like me on Facebook. Right. Jake does have a much wider internet presence than I do, so uh, and he's very pop culture media focused. Give him a follow. All right, guys. Well, I think that should be enough for us. And uh, Jake, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure for me too, Brady. Very good. Um, all right, guys. Give us a follow. Give us a like, and we will see you next time for Nintendo Gems. See you guys.